What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Starting Grid, the official podcast of the RCGP World Series. This is episode number 11. We just had the awesome race in Asti, Italy. Now it's time to talk about it. Joining me this episode is, of course, as usual, Joseph Quaygrain, and we have a new guest, a guy, a person that's been to every race so far, but he's not has not driven. We have Leon Morel. That's how you say your name, last name, right? Morel? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay, Leon is the mechanic for Lee Martin of the Infinity team. How are you, Leon? I'm very good, thank you. How are you guys? I'm all right. How are you doing, Joseph? All good. Just driving to a Finnish national. Yeah, we can hear that. Um, <laughs> all right, so Leon, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into this. Let uh, let the world know who you are, what you do. Thirty-seven uh, year old average guy. Uh, do my thing at work, and then at the weekends I enjoy doing my racing. And uh, been lucky enough over the last few years to get involved uh, with mechanic in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just loving life and uh, enjoying some good racing. Been been over a lot of places, done a lot of things this last couple of years, and uh, yeah, long may it continue. Do you travel with him to every race or just eight scale races? Uh, every eight scale. Okay. Uh, we're away, we're away this weekend. Uh, Ape scale UK national. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you can hear, but I'm in the middle of a field at the moment. So yeah. apologies if you get a little bit of wind noise, but it's pretty blowy out here. No problems. Uh, yeah, so no away every every time he goes. Uh, sometimes I get to race if it's uh, if it's a busy meeting if the schedule allows it. Sometimes uh, the schedule's not good enough for me to uh, you know not not good enough for me to have the time to race as well as sort of pit with him. Okay. Got that. But that's right. good. Enjoy it. Yeah, I bet. So we're here to talk about the, the race in Italy. Uh, was this your first time going to the Asti track, Leon? Yeah, yeah, first time. At, yeah, beautiful place. Yeah. What was your impressions of the facility and the track? You can see, you can see it's Diego's toy, if, if mm-hmm. you want to call it that. You know, he obviously puts a lot of uh, effort and time and money into it. Uh, the track itself, I was super impressed with how it held up. Uh, over in the UK, our, our, dirt, our, our dirt tracks are predominantly more soil-based than, mm-hmm. than sort of like a hard-packed dirt. So I'm used to the tracks blowing out. We're used to racing on pretty poor service, uh, surfaces. But the uh, the old Asti track, it, uh, it to me, it seemed like it started off as it finished. It didn't seem to blow out. There were two stable days going around. So certainly got some good laps in. Uh, when I say good laps, I mean <laughs> good yeah. for me. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, super cool track. Really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, I've been here a long time ago, and I remember it was one of my favorite tracks in Europe, and yeah, it still is. It's. I think it's a lot of fun, to, like driving it. I, I, for me, watching, I think one of the hardest parts of the track was, after the straightaway, you make that that ninety, and then you go up to like that step, to that hairpin. That, I was like. I watched Boots crash right there, like right away at one of like the start of one of his races and lose so many, so many spots. Like I thought that was probably the for me looking one of the hardest spots of the track. In the step up there on the right. Yeah. Yeah, it was really hard to jump up, keep the line tight, and do the corner quickly. So I mean, that's kind of one of the one of the sections where it was easy to do, but hard to do if you wanted to do it fast. Yeah. I saw a lot of guys kind of just jumping into the face of it and just kind of, you know, bouncing up over it like that. I thought that was the safest line because if you tried to jump right on top of it, you would sometimes get caught up or flip or I don't yeah, know. Just go wide. Yeah. Mostly. 
Okay, well, both of you have been to all three all three tracks. What do you rate this track compared to compared to the other two? Go ahead, Leon. Uh, I think the look of the Philippine track was amazing. It looked spectacular, but I don't think it promoted the best racing. The jumps are very super cross. The the you know you you've got massive doubles coming into like high speed banked corners. The car the closing speed of cars coming into an apex was was a lot, particularly into that banked wall section. Uh, so I didn't, I personally didn't feel the promoter that good a racing, although the track looked mint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think the uh, track was super high speed, man. Like that thing is like a, a speedway, flat, flat out, full down the straight, flat out round the round the top left corners, and then almost like a full length straight away down the backside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just felt that. I don't know. I just I, I didn't really I didn't really rate it. It was too big. It was almost it was almost like sixth scale. I wouldn't say fifth scale, but I'd say sixth scale. It just, mm-hmm. it was just it was just big, uh, and certainly a lot bigger than the tracks we race on in the UK. Uh, whereas uh, I think Asti track for me has been the killer. I thought some of the driving this this event, the standards were were pretty shitty in some in some cases there was some moments that were not good but you're always going to get that in racing there's always going to be a bit of that particularly when it's in this format where you're racing the entire time that's going to happen mm-hmm. uh, but some of the some of the quality overtaking maneuvers were just absolutely stunning um <laughs> uh, yeah so for me i think i i personally so far have felt the Asti track is uh, pretty epic but uh Yet, yet to go to Thunder Alley and uh, see what they can offer. I've seen they've had a new track, the USA Ape Scale track. I went to the uh, Worlds in Vegas. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to getting over there and uh, seeing what it's all about. Yeah, they're going to put in a new layout for that track, and I believe you're involved with that. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be... I think it's going to be pretty impressive when they can... The track has a lot of elevation up change, and it has a lot of yeah, potential to that, be yeah. really good. Okay, Joseph, how about so, your... Sorry, go ahead, Leon. So, so will it be uh, will it be a new layout then for the RCGP? Joseph? Yeah, it's going to be brand new for the race. Brand new. Awesome. Fantastic. Okay, Joseph. Uh, for you, what what is your opinion compared to the other tracks of Asti? Yeah, like I said, it's kind of a mix. Mm-hmm. So we, what we're trying to do is we try to make all the tracks a bit different so that it challenges the drivers in different ways. So we have really, you know technical supercross style track and also more motocross style more more sort of euro style flat track and different grip levels and just to kind of get we are only going to four different tracks but at least we try and get all kind of different surfaces and, and layouts that we can but I've, I've enjoyed all of them so far so that's one thing i'm happy about that all the tracks have been good yeah, I definitely think that uh, this race was has been the most watched, most anticipated. The build-up was really great coming in, coming, coming into it. Um, everybody was excited about it, obviously because just prior to this, the the uh, American race was announced. But I mean, the people that watched it, that tuned in, uh, the also the video that launched beforehand, the week before, was really good. It, it helped pump it up. So. Definitely, I feel each race has improved with viewership, with people getting more involved. You'd be surprised how many people still don't actually know how things work. 
because I was answering a lot of questions on Facebook and people asking there. The word is getting out. Um, obviously, we have to make America bigger and better, which it is going to be. But let's talk about the racing because we predicted that this race would have a lot of drama. There's a lot of buildup been coming from the last two races, uh, well, last two rounds, sorry, two events from Philippines and Austria with a lot of the, the dirty driving, what Leon mentioned. So I think it all came to a head at this race. You know, I think people just had enough of it. We got the whole 50-50 quote out of, out of it. I mean, obviously you, Joseph, you kind of took things into your own hands. Um, which I general. Yeah, which I believe you're going to get penalized for, and you should. But, all right, well, I'll start off with you, Leon. What do you think about this? Because, I mean, you've been to all three races. You've seen the, the, the drive. Uh, I would say there's some... There's, I don't want to sort of disrespect people because that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. But you always in this format, you are always going to get a bit of unfortunate luck. We've all started a final where we've done four four clean qualifiers, and then the final has just gone absolutely to pot. So that's going to happen. And when you've got like four or five runs in a day, you're not going to get five clean runs. You're going to have three clean runs. You need to make sure those three are good. Are three good ones. Uh, so I don't want to sort of say that the racing is. Uh, deliberately dirty or anything like that. I think certain drivers could do a lot better and mm-hmm. could make more uh, calculated decisions. Uh, but I think a lot of people of uh, Manila uh, was for us. I mean, for, for us in Manila, you can watch videos by man. It was horrific. It, we, Lee was getting smashed here, there, and everywhere. And it was. I think everyone was really excited for the event. They were pumped. They were. They were all keen to get racing. And it, man, the track was super cross. It was. There was cars going everywhere. There was. You know, there was plenty of traction, loads of power. It, it, it all spells disaster for me. Um, mm-hmm. So the standards in Manila were were pretty pretty diabolical. I mean, these fourteen guys should should know better than than some of the stuff that was going on. I mean, Lee is one of the cleanest drivers out there, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm biased because I'm his mechanic. But you know, even Lee, I, I remember getting a penalty in the Philippines. I think Lee was actually one of the only people to get a penalty in the Philippines, which that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. But I think generally, uh, as the series is going on people are getting better mm-hmm. uh, i know uh, right or wrong i know joseph took things into his own hands uh it was certainly pretty funny to see on track uh, and i think it helped us out at the time so uh, thanks for that but uh is what it is you know i think some people do need to have have a you know have a lesson learned yeah you know yeah uh, and and sometimes you can tell them and tell them until you're blue in the face but they don't listen and yeah. they carry on, and I think I think Joseph just lost his uh, patience with it, and to to a degree, I think maybe quite rightly so. Uh, something had to be done. The penalties weren't being given. The things, the rules we have in place were not being enforced. So Joseph squared the uh, balance up himself. Yeah. Uh, I. So yeah, <laughs> do I agree with it? I don't know. I, I, is it right to do it? I don't know, but. It's done. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, lessons learned. And I think maybe next time certain people will think twice. Uh, well, let's be realistic, yeah. uh, Joseph. We know we, we talked about this on the No Name RC podcast. One of the the most the, the vagrant most the, the most vagrant offender is Kness. Let's be realistic. You, I mean, you and him got in it in Melina, Manila. Faring, you got in it again, and this time you and him didn't have any issues, but him and Rana Falk had some issues. I mean, it even spilled over to Facebook uh, last week. I mean, earlier this week. 
So yeah, I mean, he just ran over on the fucking uh, probably more than one race, but the 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 main one that they were talking about was in one of the races. Ron the Falk was ahead of him going going down that left left hand side straight away going into the finish line, and going into the corner, Kanas just ran over Ron the Falk and Ron the Falk crashed and flamed out. Yeah, and I remember. Kanas, I remember that. Kanas, yeah. Kanas said in the press conference then that he in his eyes it, it was a 50-50 situation that he wasn't to blame, basically. Like, it was both of their faults that it happened. And it's such a blatant CTO, you know, just take the other guy out from behind. Mm -hmm. Like, how can that be David's fault? And no, so nobody's ever spurred everything. Oh, no, but no, no driver's ever going to, in my really? opinion, come off the track and hold their hands up and say, yeah, sorry, that was totally terrible and I need a penalty so give it me you know, they're always going to say 50-50 aren't they it's the referee's job to, yeah, I know, but to make these calls you know I agree but when there's video and you can watch the video I think that's when you kind of need to realise like oh I thought it was different and then, then realise what actually happened so it was just strange to see him say that did, did he has he had a penalty at all in any of the three events I, I'm not sure I'm sure he has. I, I think I've seen him have a few, to be fair. Okay. Um, yeah, I've seen him have a few. I think he got one in uh, uh, Austria, certainly, because I think there was him and Robert Battier that both got stop goes, but actually never stopped. <laughs> and I remember, I remember being in the pit lane, and, and they were running in front of us on track, and it, and it was like, oh, yeah, cool, you know, let's see how much this cost them in time. And they came up the pit lane at 50 mile an hour, went down it at 50 mile an hour, and straight back on the track, and it literally cost them nothing. So uh, I know I know this was spoken about in the driver's briefing uh, for this meeting, but you know cars physically actually have to stop. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, which is how we expect it. But I've all I've always been told to to play to the referee's whistle. If the referee's not blowing the whistle, you keep going. You yeah, know? pretty much. Uh, and yeah. unfortunately, I think a lot of people are playing to Mao's whistle. And if he if they come in the pits and then they fly through at fifty and he says nothing, they're they're happy. They're going to do the same again, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know it's pretty dangerous. I mean the pit lane's dangerous enough as it is with cars at sort of chest height. So to have a car rattling through at fifty <laughs> mile an hour on, on on the back wheels, it's pretty uh, pretty stupid to be fair. So. I think they should be stopped. You should be able to pick. You have to pick it up and then put it down. I think that's fair. Uh, but you know, like you said, you if the referee doesn't call it and make it, you know, Ronafok got up. Uh, a stop and go early on. I believe it was on Saturday, and he was doing well. Do his stop and go within three laps, and he done it. So you know the rules are for everybody. They need to be applied. Uh, and yeah, but in fairing, he didn't. Okay, so I didn't see that. You know, so this, not this is what this is one of the other. If you don't call me three times, I'm not coming in into it. Basically, I think that was that, that was the fairing one, wasn't yeah. it, Joseph? One of the one of the starts, I think early Saturday, you got a, a slight jump start. There was some confusion with the the flag guy and the tone, uh, and a couple of guys went on the flag, and a couple of guys, everyone else went on the tone, uh, and uh, they called him, they called Elliot for a, for a, a jump start and a, and, a, and a drive through, uh, and he never served it. And I'm thinking, surely he's going to come in. And he just never served it. And, and I actually questioned it with Elliot after the race. I said, you know, what's the crack with the drive-through? And he said, well, the rules are the rules. And if they don't call you three times, you don't have to stop. I thought I thought uh, he got called three times during that race. I remember no, multiple times. He, 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 well, I only heard it once. Uh, he said he was discussing it with Mao in his ear on the rostrum. 
like talking yeah. to each other while he's trying to drive. So I think there was some communication going off, but certainly start. So, you know, here's what it is. Uh, he actually finished nowhere in that race, so it made no difference anyway. But, you know, if you give a penalty, make it have it, you know. Yeah. Well, going into USA, I mean, after David had a really, uh, really bad round that he wants to forget about this week, uh, last weekend, uh, going into to the American round, him and Kanas seem to be very tight on points. They want to, they're, they're kind of, you know, angry at each other. Like I said, they had a little, little going back and forth on Facebook the other day. I'm expecting some fireworks from them uh, in America. That's yeah, for that's sure. That's going to be fun. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, talk about the penalties some more, more still because this has been a big issue throughout the series you know drivers talking about the rough driving and talking talking about penalties i think it it boils down to attitude more than everything all of the drivers in the rcgp class are good enough to race clean but they choose not to so for example the infinity team has carl mcbride and lee martin and both of those drivers are respectful on the track they they can make some awesome uh moves and overtaking maneuvers you know if there's a gap they'll go for it and then you have to you know surrender the position but they won't run you over so they're patient you know they, they stay right behind you and then when there's an opening they go for it and that's how you should race and that's how all of these drivers are capable of racing but they don't and they don't because they get impatient. They're faster than the guy in front, and they think, I need to be ahead of this guy. I deserve to be ahead of this guy, and they just run the guy over. And it's, all, it's not a skill thing. It, it's nothing like that. It's just attitude, and that needs to be fixed. So, so it, that's on the drivers. And then, I, uh, okay, so we can talk about how I kind of solved that problem with Valente. Who, Valente is one of these drivers. The main offenders are Hanas. Uh, Juan Carlos Canas, Marco Barufolo, and Leo Valente. So, I mean, these three guys just blast people off the track. Everyone knows that. In, to be fair, uh, Mao is the referee, and he should enforce the rules. He should make sure that the racing is fair and clean. And when there are people who everyone, everyone can see, everyone knows, are not abiding by the rules. He should take them aside and talk to them and explain the situation. I know, you know, the profiling is wrong and this and that. We're all the same. Well, in these sorts of situations, you kind of need to focus on what where the problem is. If all the drivers are in agreement to where the problem is, I'm sure the referee can also see who is causing the most problems. Look at those drivers in the races. Give them severe penalties talk to them say look i gave you three stop and goes already you need to stop what you're doing you know so the, the referee has to be firm in these situations and if he isn't they'll just continue doing what they do and that was the situation here so with valente i just had enough in one one race he ran me over and the max over and we were talking about it in the pits like laughing like yeah yeah he just ruined me oh he ruined you too so then the next day i decided I, it was just like a split-second decision during the race that, okay, here he is. I'm just, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to teach him a lesson. And I blasted him three times off the track. So, yeah. Hmm. And I think, after, uh, that, after that, he was clean. He, so that kind of proves my point. He is he able can do it. to race it. Yeah, he can, he can yes. do it, yeah. 
And he yeah. doesn't seem like a bad kid in the pits. He seems, you know, he seems pretty respectful, pretty quiet. Yeah. You put a transmitter in his hand and he is just, he is wide open, wide open, proper punched every corner, every lap. And I think also it's a little, it's a little disrespectful for me. And I don't want to sort of beat down anyone, but I think it's disrespectful to come into the RCGP for one run and just be a dick and crash into people like man you know you know what i mean you, you're ruining people's championships just don't be a dick and, and and race fair and you'll get a good name and maybe get some good exposure from it you know yeah yeah i think yeah, also I... I think also uh one thing i would like to say is what you're saying about like uh the punishment fitting the crime i think that is important and i think in uh like your, your arabian countries if you go in a shop and you nick a chocolate bar man they cut your hand off you ain't nicking a chocolate bar again. No. So, do you know what you do? You know, you go to an Arabian country, you don't nick anything because you don't want to lose your hands, you know. And it's the same sort of logic I think needs to be applied. If it's like a, a stop, a half-hour stop-go that's still a 50-mile-an-hour pit lane exit and, like, you know, don't really cost you much, it's worth taking the risk. It's worth playing to the referee's whistle. But I also do think that I don't want to be too hard on Mao because it is super difficult to see... 14 cars on the track that are all racing hard as hell for positions the whole race. Uh, yeah, it's impossible, but that's why you have to, you know who the problem drivers are. So you, yeah, you, you can just watch them, make yeah. sure to watch them more. And when you see something, then that's when you have to like give Back a stop or go. You make sure they stop and hold the car for five seconds. Basically, their race is over and then they yeah. continue. Like you have to be strict. And when you do that enough, then the culture, the racing culture will change. The drivers will learn. But when you can get away with it, with complaining to him and saying, not stopping and yelling after the race, and you kind of get away with it, that's never going to change. Like you have, if you're the referee, then you have to be firm and your way goes. Well, yeah, I, think, I think you're right. Yeah, I agree. If you set the standard from the beginning and then you won't have these issues, like similar to how the Euros was uh, recently. The referee yeah. put his foot down, giving a guy a penalty during warm up. You yeah. know, if you put your, if, if you if you're heavy, you know, nick it in the butt right there, nip it in the butt, Ooh. and and then I don't I don't know. He gave somebody a penalty during warm up in the at the yeah, Mark, Mark Stinson was, is really good, I think, because he's he doesn't see everything, but what he sees, he uh, acts on, mm -hmm. and uh, is it, he is doesn't Mark play favoritism. Our UK referee from from Nationals, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Man, I think he does he, he's got good eyes because I tell you what, every time I've touched anybody ever, <laughs> he's na he's nailed me for it, honestly. Yeah. And like Joseph says, the guy don't mess about. You've got to respect him for it, but he doesn't mess about. Literally, if he sees you even remotely touch someone, you're in. That's it. Stop yeah. go, and it's a proper stop go as well. Yeah, uh, there's no ifs and buts about it. He doesn't play favoritism or this guy or that guy. He doesn't care. No. Touch someone, you're out. Yeah, and, and, and you, a couple of times I've come off the wrong side of it, and you know, me and Mark have sort of had a bit of a disagreement. But as a whole, you have to say our our UK certainly scene is a better place for having him as our referee, and I certainly value value him uh, as our referee. Having seen what standards are like at other meetings, not just RCGP, European tent meetings, all sorts, you know, uh, the guy does a good job, and he has got some good eyes. To be fair, so yeah, fair play. He's doing a he's doing a good job. Yeah, I agree. For me, um, well, 
I think Leo was very impressive if his driving. Uh, he he definitely. Okay, yes, the whole the whole you know dirty driving thing kind of sh- uh, overshadowed that, but I think out of uh, out of the youngsters that came into the to you know out of him, even Ravaglia had some some glimmers of brilliance, but Leo was he did really well, man. That kid's v- very talented. Uh, I would definitely like to see him racing in some more some more bigger bigger races in the future. Get him over to America maybe once or twice. He's definitely I I believe he has a future if he can just calm down and and keep it on four wheels because that's the other thing. He's fast, but he's not consistent. And he would be out there and then make a mistake and completely blow out like and I'm like, "Man, you can't do that." But that comes with age and and maturity. So, we shall see. He was impressive to me. All right, so, well, we all know Angaro walked away with this again. You know, we made picks last week. I don't, I don't even have them written down, but I didn't even put Angaro hey, in. Ta- hey, hey, you promised me you would have the picks, so we can laugh at you for being so bad. Well, I know I didn't pick Angaro, so you can laugh at me for that. I picked. Yeah, like, I, t- I told you to get the picks ready, so. I know, but see. I've been kind of busy the last few days, dude. I forgot. Uh, I'm sorry. Excuses. Yeah, excuses. Whatever. Um. I didn't want Ongaro. It's not that I don't like Ongaro. I really like him. I think he's like phenomenal. I don't. I don't think there. I don't think there's anybody that can when he's on and his stuff's great, like perfect, and he doesn't break. There isn't anybody out there that I can think that I think can beat him. One on one. The only person. And I'll tell you, Go I'll ahead. I'll tell you something now as well. I've watched him from the pit lane, obviously during the runs, and he is the class of the field yeah he comes from from the reverse grid comes from seventh through the field he don't drive like a dick he ain't just knocking people's wheels off sometimes he, he don't get to the front sometimes he finishes second third mm-hmm. whatever but he's he's doing it in style do you know what i mean in a yeah. controlled manner uh, yeah he's he, he is he's pretty special to be fair pretty special yeah i just he just ran away with this, and he deserves the championship. Kudos to him. He done what he done was what was necessary. I just wanted the championship to come down to USA. That's why. But I mean, at the end of the day, Ronafalk had a bad weekend, so he he, you know, he crashed and burned this weekend. Kanas was the big winner. I'm, I'm looking at points now. Kanas moved up to second. He's got 85 points. Ronafalk's got 71, and Kyle McBride's got 68. So they're still. A close battle between second to fourth, and Joseph, if if you do well at this at the USA run, the race is between you and Cole. Cole's got thirty eight, and <laughs> yeah. and you have thirty nine. So you can you can feasibly come fifth overall. Uh, okay, so that should be my goal. Man. Yeah, but anyway, back it, to Ongaro. So the thing, the crazy thing about Ongaro too, I think it was evident from this track, especially was. In a, in a way, how slow he was driving. Like, his lap times were fast, but it seems like he was driving. It's strange. It's hard to explain. So, you, when you watch someone like Boots, you can see them accelerate hard, brake, do the corner, accelerate hard. And Ongaro was more like sort of blowing around the track with, with lower peaks, not accelerating as hard, not braking as hard, just maintaining speed around the track. So I, know, I know from 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 talking to some of the guys in the pits, this is something that David has been working on recently, to to be less harsh on the car, to be smoother on the tires, to use less gas. Uh, yeah, so that's apparently where where they're going. I think he's. I mean, I remember Portugal oh. Euros a couple of years ago. Man, the guy was like 
you were four-wheel drifting around some of the corners all the time. And, yeah, like you said, Joseph, yeah. he's really, he's been really, I want to say, controlled. Yeah, controlled, it's interesting. Get... Who told you he's been working on that? Uh, we can't discuss information like that. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, it's interesting <laughs> that you say that because that's something I noticed. And when I noticed it, I was thinking like he he usually isn't like that. I, I always always felt like he was more aggressive. But this race, especially, I noticed how smooth he was. I, I so, think, well, I think, I think from memory, heat. from memory, I don't quite yeah, we're because we're, we're chatting to hundreds of people every event and I'm terrible with names. But I think it was Nicola from Hot Race because we were discussing Marco's tire wear. I know we came over. Uh, and had a look at Lee's tyres, uh, and uh, had a look at uh, the the matching tyre from uh, Baruffalo's car. And Baruffalo's tyres, after 15 minutes, were absolutely bald. They were mm. bald. Uh, and I remember quoting a part of a film. Have you guys seen Days of Thunder? Yes. You know the you know the scene where Harry's yeah. like chatting about you do 50 laps anywhere you want, and you do 50 laps my way. And if you do, I'm going to beat you. you yeah. Know, all that sort of scene. He and, showed him his uh, tires. Actually, they actually went home that night and downloaded the movie and watched it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah so I, when, when we had the conversation about smoothness and stuff like this, I'm sure this is where it was coming. And it was said that uh, this is something that Angara has been working on. has been trying to be kinder to the car and kinder on the engine and just you know, perfect his game. I don't know how you can get any better, but he's trying. So this is why yeah. he's staying at the front, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So we're obviously in the same race, so I, I couldn't watch him too much. But in the main, when he lapped me, that's kind of, that's when I noticed that. Because I, maybe I would hang with him for half a lap and I would see like, wow, he's actually going, not going so fast in this section. And then we go into some uh, like chicane section or something and he just, keeps the same speed like doesn't slow down going through it but in in other sections it would seem like he's going slower than what i expected so it's funny yeah, it was interesting i had a buddy who watched it and he just hit me up and he goes he doesn't even look like he's trying out there that's exactly how he said that's how it looks like like he's just yeah okay jump flick my wing flip my wheels oh yeah i land her perfectly you know he made yeah. like i think you could count the mistakes he made on one hand the whole weekend that's impressive and that's how yeah, we win. When you do that, it's, it looks easy, but it's so hard to do. It's yeah. so hard to go that speed and make it look easy. Well, he's figuring it out. He's, he's figuring it out. And when, see, once he gets that down, he's going to be unstoppable. It, it, he's going to dominate next year. Watch. What do you mean? Any, any more than he already does now? <laughs> well, the, the only person, the only two people to beat him fair and square so far in, in this last year and a half has been Mayfield at DNC and Lutz at the DXR race. So, you know, we shall see. USA will be interesting. It will be interesting to see. Yeah, and I'm not making excuses for him, but both of those races he picked the wrong tire. Mm-hmm. Very true. So, there Very is true. That. Yeah, well, he's the champion now of the first ever RCGP World Series. He got some cool trophies. His team got a bonus. You know, so that's all good to all the naysayers who were talking about RCGP costs too much and, and whatnot. And it's, you know, all the stuff that has been said about it. There you go. RCGP gave back, you know. And you know what? Maybe we'll have the first guy in the first year to have a perfect season. How crazy would that be? Yeah, well, we'll see. This should be the toughest year. test, I think. I think it might yeah. be you, Joseph. I think you can do it. What? Be perfectly bad? 
perfectly bad every race. Perfectly 12 every, every <laughs> yeah. race. Every race. Joseph, yeah. uh, Joseph uh, uh, I, on one of the podcasts uh, I was listening to you going to the airport before we came out, he said, oh, uh, you know, you're doing like a driver roundup. He said, where do you think Lee Martin is going to finish? He said, oh, I think Lee will continue to finish towards the back. Yeah. And, uh, and I got straight on the phone to Lee and was right. Right, we need to get there. We need to go find Joseph. We need to we need to smack him. Yeah, good job. <laughs> and uh, I, th- I think every race after that, I think Joseph finished twelfth. There you go. He he was yeah. expected to finish seventh, and he and he he just sucked this weekend. Like more than average, you suck more than you usually do. So okay, you yeah, know what? I actually have a reason for that. Oh gosh, excuses. Okay, sat- Saturday I just I uh, I really wasn't very good on Saturday. Sunday I was better actually in the qualifying races. I mean, I finished you seventh. Was. I blew I blew a sixth place on the last lap, finishing ninth. Like I I actually had a bit more pace on the Sunday. Qualified ahead of Hara too. I mean, he was doing well. Okay, so looking forward to the main, and then going into the 60-minute main in warm-up, I, I tell my mechanic, I think I think some something broke. I come in the pits, I turn the wheels, and the wheels turning normally. I'm like, well, that's weird because I just felt like the steering was broken. Well, then the race starts and we start racing, and I make a few weird mistakes, and I just kind of I finish the race, and then I don't think about it. Then I go to Sweden now. I drove my car, and I'm like, shit, something's broken. Servo broke, but but it broke in a way where it it lose it lost power. It still worked, but it just lost power, and it 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 was weird. I've never had one break where it weak. seemed to lose. Yeah, it became weak, yeah. but inconsistently. Like sometimes it would turn. I could hold the wheel, and it would turn, and then it would be weak and wouldn't turn. So it was yeah, really we, weird. I've never I've had seen that this. Before. I've seen that a few times. I know Lee had one in. Uh, I think it was actually Portugal, 2017. Uh, we had that on the throttle, and it, it oh, wasn't. Okay. It wasn't returning. You know, like you, you come off the gas and you lift. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like it was almost like the engine was running on all the time. We were like, what's what's going off with this engine? We swapped engines. We checked fuel tanks. Nah, it ended up being a servo, and we only found that yeah. out after the race meeting. And the problem with that too was, like you said, it doesn't return. So when it would when it would lose power turning, it also wouldn't have the power to return. So the wheels would stay a bit to the one side. Yeah. So, yeah. It was yeah. Messed. Well, that's, you know, that happens in racing as well. Yeah. So, sounds yeah. like this, an excuse to me. The equipment's going through a lot of, a lot of punishment. And, yeah. you know, God, I think, think of the servos in, in our car. They've, they've done f- four days running this week. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're getting used a lot, and, un- and unfortunately, failures do happen. And we have, we've come unstuck with uh, a few unlucky things this year. Uh, we've fixed a lot of them, and we've changed uh, changed a bit of stuff and our procedure and the way we manage our kit. Uh, but yeah, th- these things happen, don't they? It's, a, it's very frustrating, but they do happen, and they always seem to happen in a race, not while you're you're blasting around a track doing a hundred laps on a random weekday, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law is for Murphy's sure. Law. Let's go through uh, the podium finishing. Uh, oh, sorry. Let's just uh, talk about like Elliot Boots' run. He had a good weekend. He, uh, I can't, I'm trying to find out where he finished on Saturday. How about, let's go through it by teams. So Ongara wins, so he's on the Scampi Rosso team. Mm-hmm. So, so then, then we get to talk about both drivers that way. Okay. So Angara wins. Patrick Hoffer was uh, 
is the second guy on the team. I was racing a lot with Patrick at this race, so we had some epic battles. That was fun. Yes. He did. He. And, uh, I mean, he finished at the back of the pack, but he didn't finish last. No, and you know what? He's scraping enough points to where Stumpy is looking good to win both the yeah. driver and the, and the team championship. So. Yes, yeah. it not... will be tough to beat, though. They have Carnas and Cavalieri in America, so Hoffer is going to have to have some good runs, and Alvaro uh, is going to have to win, and they can win the team championship. Yeah. Or, or maybe maybe the general gets involved. This is out some lessons. The general. Well, the general, uh, they're, they're, yeah, S-Works, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> it, it really is up to Carnas himself. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I really hope that... And we haven't had a particular issue with Canas uh, much. We've had it a few times, but nothing dramatic, personally. But I really hope he goes out there and says, you know what, Like, I'm going to show him. I'm going to show him, because he is a, a class driver. He has got some skills. If he just knocks it down 3% and calculates it a bit more, man, that guy's going to be like, he's going to be untouchable, because he has got some speed. Most definitely. Most definitely. You can always... You can always teach your driver to be cleaner, but you can't teach him speed, I'm afraid. I'm curious to see how he does in a pure US-style track in America. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the S-Works team of Canas and Boots. Yeah. Canas, a man, for me, personally, I just feel Canas went into defensive mode after each race. Like in the two, uh, in the two finals on Saturday... He just went like, yeah, I'm not even going to try and catch Ongaro. I'm just going to fend off the guys behind me. And that, that Ongaro was able to just run away with it. And then that just made, like, when he did get behind, that's when he made, that's when he started to pick up pace. I wish he would have just went after Ongaro from the start. And then it would have made for so much better racing. Maybe he wouldn't have caught, caught Ongaro, but he could have made a better attempt. And then the people behind him could have came, in, like Boots and Runafuck, they could have came and could have been a, a much better race. That's how I looked at it. I honestly I think, think he couldn't go. He had the speed. He picked it up when he got behind. That's when the whole 50-50 thing came about. I don't know. It was off. Hello? Oh, shit. We're all yeah. still here. I just don't think he had the speed to go. If he, if he had the speed, he would have gone. I don't I'm know. Sure he was trying. <laughs> I, I don't know. if. It, well, if, I guess he was. Maybe it's just being sm a smart driver and thinking of points. Which, which I you think Garo's MO is just go fast, pull away, and then be, be smooth. Man. Cruise to the victory. And I, and I think this is uh, going back to the whole, is this something he's working on now? Did he just gap him at the start? You know, effectively like the F1, just manage the sort of DRS gap, you know, get a couple of seconds up the road and then just monitor that. Yeah. Go as fast as you need to go. Yeah. There's no point, there's going, there's no point going hell for leather, smoking the laps. Smoking the tires, doing you know 50 hot laps, and then doing a Max Verstappen and having somebody catching you with three laps to go and just driving past you. Uh, go as fast as you need to go, you know. Most definitely. How about Boots? What was your opinion of Boots for the weekend? He had a much better weekend this race than he did at Aust Boots. Leon or me? But, go ahead, Joseph. You can go first. <laughs> you can't just say what's your opinion. Which guy? <laughs> Yeah, I thought Boots was really good. Really very good. Uh, was he second on both days? He was, yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 
Elliot's very quick, very quick, hard to beat. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be attending this race uh, this weekend, and uh, we'll be trying our damnedest to be uh, <laughs> sort sorting him out, getting back up there again. He's been uh, he's been pretty unstoppable in the UK this year, so uh, we'll see if we can do something uh, do something with him. At the minute, conditions are looking very sketchy. Very I'm stood stood at the track now, and it's wet through, proper I, wet through. But I thought he was the, I thought he was the only one that had something for Angaro all week. If he could have got out with him from the start. I think he kind of did at uh, in the 60-minute main, but yeah. Um, he's also very vocal. He doesn't like the format. I think maybe after this race, he likes it a bit more because he did better. Yeah, and I did like what you guys did with the, with the inverted field. You didn't do the whole inverted field. You went to seven, which I thought made for a lot better racing. In yeah, the... I think that was better. Definitely, mm -hmm. definitely a better better system so yeah, it's Nick. always a bit strange all these changes but this is a, a a finding your feet year isn't it and it's nice to see that they're not just sticking with certain things that they don't quite agree with if they think there's a better system they're prepared to hold their hands up and change it you know uh, but yeah. no i think that i think only re reversing the gritty seventh was was a much better thing and it made it made the top drivers less frustrated and they didn't have to go from so far back Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have to agree. Nick Damon didn't agree. He said there was a big mistake. He said that this way we don't get to see all the drivers because they don't get to start up front. So we disagreed on that point. Because I agree. I agree with that as well. But that's because they're finishing at the back of the field. Yeah. If you want to be up front and you want to be seen, then put some effort in, get some practicing <laughs> done and, and get, get up front, you know. Yeah, because my view is then we have a race for the win, but we also have a race for seventh place. So yeah. that kind of second half of the field wants to finish seventh, not eighth, because then they get to start first. So that that makes it a race within a race. And uh, also, it's in, I think it's important that the, not just the viewers enjoy it, but the, that the racers themselves enjoy it too. <laughs> so we can't have a series where the fast guys don't want to join. I, we want yeah. them to enjoy the racing. We want them to go. And we want them to think, just like Elliot after fairing didn't really... He was like, I don't even want to go. We don't want that. We want all the top guys to enjoy the format, enjoy the racing, and want to go to the races. So this first year, we have to play around with the rules, make changes, try different things, so that then for next year, we have a you know solid format. We know what we're going to do. We've tried different things. We know what works best. We also know the feedback, and we know what drivers would like. We know what viewers like. And then, then we can improve the series for the second year and make it a consistent series with the same rules throughout. So, yeah, yeah it's work in progress. Of course it is. Yeah, I mean, speaking, speaking on behalf of sort of Lee here as well, we, we loved, we've loved every event. We didn't, I don't know, I don't think we enjoyed the first two so much because, like you said, maybe the results were not there. But certainly... Uh, the last meeting, we we really we really enjoyed that. We felt you know we felt like the whole thing was sort of becoming of age, if you like. You know, like people were the drivers sort of knew the score, the referee was sort of getting better. The you know the production is is always good, but you know was even even more detailed. You know, uh, we've certainly we've certainly enjoyed this meeting a lot. Yeah, and, the... and, and and proper proper pumped up for America. I want to get over there and. Uh, See what that's all about. Yeah, and the Infinity team had a good weekend. I mean, on the Saturday, Kyle McRae finished fourth and Lee Martin finished fifth. You yep. know, that's great. And then on Sunday, 
let's see what the results say for Sunday. We 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 had a horrendous final on Sunday as our final. We had this is the annoying thing as well because we genuinely had pace for fifth, maybe fourth if we were lucky, uh, and we were running in P5 when we had a, a, a battery wire failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a we had a receiver clip. We have a we have a link wire from the battery to the receiver because we have we've never trusted twitches, and uh, we had the the clip separated and the wire came slightly out. It was like just connecting so like it would disconnect and then reconnect and it was just messing about and we, we couldn't spot it because it looked connected yes um, so we messed about of it reconnected it and, it and it worked he went out the pit lane back up to pace yeah we it cost us a couple of laps but a couple of laps you know we were, we were still eighth ninth you know possible maybe try and salvage something mm-hmm. uh, and then the same thing happened again it was that you know that back chicane uh joseph it's like a real quick coming towards the hairpin yeah, yeah. before you go onto the back straight away he yeah. just kept clipping the pipe on the inside because the guys the quick lads were were were, were jumping the hose if you look on the, on the pictures the mm-hmm. inside so the outside of the hose had tire marks all over it where the outside wheel of the car was like landing on the white pipe uh, and uh, he had a couple of big crashes there and it uh, it cost us dearly to be fair we had uh, we had some really bad luck in the final but Lee, yeah, Lee was really, fu- really Lee was really quick at this race in the he qualifying races and in the main. So, what do you attribute his improved pace to? What changed from from the earlier round? To prove you wrong. We're, yeah, to was, prove you was wrong. Was it man. only yeah. me? Was it me? No. My motivation, or was there something I, I, else to it? No, I mean, like we weren't we weren't miles off the pace in the Philippines. Yeah, we weren't front running. But we were really unlucky with some takeouts. We had we had a couple of stupid failures, uh, just silly things. Nothing nothing that should even happen. Uh, Austria, yeah, again our pace was not amazing, but it wasn't terrible. A couple of good races, going to the main. Uh, I think I actually heard you say this as well. When we had a, we had, we presumed at the time we had a front bearing fail on the engine. Because uh, it was like running lean and, and running on, and I, I, we, I opened the shell in the pit lane, and there was fuel everywhere, and it looked just looked terrific. So we stopped the motor because we didn't want to sort of damage anything too much. And it turns out when we get home and investigate that in Austria, where they'd been pulling the uh, fuel pipes off the carburetor to to check the capacity of the fuel tank, they must have been like pulling them at an angle to like get it off. And the, the, the little brass, you know, the little brass fitting that you push the pipe onto had to cut through the side of the pipe going in on the end. So, like, the pipe was just split, like, a little bit. So, when when you were wide open on the gas and the fuel pressure was high, it was spraying out of that pipe. So, we were losing fuel pressure uh, and also covering the clutch in fuel, covering the engine in fuel, covering the exhaust in fuel. Everything was just hammered. So, I, I think we've... I think, Lee's pace has actually been pretty solid, but I think we've had some silly little errors. Uh, I want to say things out of our control, but you know, you, we, we've controlled them for this race meet. We've always checked that pipe. Well, I've personally watched the car through scrutiny and every time to see how they're doing it and to, and to make sure I'm putting all the pipes back on and stuff like that. But we've just tidied our game up a bit, and I think Lee's done a lot of dirt racing uh, lately we've done it we've done a lot of testing he's putting the time in he's trying you know he's trying to to sort of close close the gap if you like you know um 
How is so, it yeah, working maybe... with Kyle in the same team? You you seem to be running different cars every event, pretty much. But at least, yeah. I mean, well, how is this that? is well, this Kyle Kyle's spot on, and his dad is super cute. Uh, but I mean, this is a a learning period for our team as a whole. We're not we're not attending race meetings to promote a product we're attending race meetings to gout to uh, gather information to to test certain you know des- i wouldn't say designs but theories and and see uh, the differences out of the cars perform on certain tracks between seahub pillar ball you know etc uh, so i mean i can't go into too much but obviously they're working on things they've got little bits and pieces they've got ideas you know this is what the team is at the minute the team our, our job is to, to 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 look for what everyone else is doing and see how we can improve on that you know uh infinity's goal as a company i'm sure i'm probably correct in saying that they're not out there to to copy people they're out there to to sort of see what's what to understand how things are and to understand how things can be better and go and make it better uh, so certainly yeah i think we're just we're just we're working on we're working on things at the minute we're not we're not focused on our race game uh, as such uh, although when you hit the track you you're straight out there and the guys want to win uh, i mean carl's had some great results this year uh, what happened to him in the final in the second final because he did well on uh, the sun on the saturday he, uh, to be honest from from what i heard just lost a load of mileage mm-hmm. lost a load of mileage i mean we we had good mileage going into the the final and we're confident we could we could run nines uh, but uh we didn't feel that it was predictable enough at the end of the race with a screaming hot engine changing temperature because uh, it was cooling off quite a lot in the evenings like four or five degrees which is a huge amount for a nitro engine and also ball tires cars spinning up more the tracks dust you know dusting and polishing up you know we we didn't want to guarantee that we could sort of make that at mm-hmm. the end of the race we knew certainly for the first half it would be easy but if you can't do it for the whole race and there's no point trying uh, so kyle had the same sort of mileage and he went for the nines uh did the first couple and then it just started running out of gas and mm. uh, just started using more fuel more wheel spin more engine heat and of course once you flame out once, unfortunately, when you're in that top that top group, that's it. Race no, over. Yeah. You know, you're you're stuck. Uh, yeah, for sure. So yeah, it was unfortunate, but again, Kyle showed great great pace, uh, and you know, I'm sure coming into America, he'll be he'll be working on his game, practicing in the week, and making sure that his his kit's in top form, ready to uh, to try and give it to him again. You know. Sure. Yeah, I saw that Kyle Kyle runs Proline tires. But I believe Lee is uh, not sponsored by a tire company, so he was mainly seemed to be running hot race tires at this race. Yeah, yeah, this is what we ran in this race. Uh, they were good. They were fine. Nicola's a super nice guy. Uh, we're just sort of doing our own thing at the minute and seeing how, seeing how and what and when and what we need to try. You know, uh, I think Kyle struggled this meeting a little bit, to be fair, because he had a. A shipment of tires that got delayed in customs so he was sort of scratching about for for the right tires all the time uh, i know elliot helped him out a little bit so uh, i'm sure he was very grateful for that but yeah they uh, i think they were hampered a little bit by that mm-hmm. okay, okay. But, both but, yeah. drivers signed for next year with infinity yeah as far as i'm aware yeah i think lee's got 
couple of years left in his contract, and I would presume Kyle's got the same sort of time. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that for an actual fact, but I'm just presuming that they're both, they're both certainly signing for a period. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm sure. In fact, I'm sure Kyle's there next year. Yeah, and I hope he is. Uh, great guy to work with. No, what you see is what you get. There's no smoke and mirrors. Anything and everything is between us it's 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 great uh, and again brilliant to have someone to push you know to push with uh, yeah yeah no, great okay. guys great guys and it, i don't know if you, you, you have you you've met his dad obviously yeah jq because we went out for dinner but his dad's amazing like what a nice guy like super super uh, I hope I hope when I'm uh, when I'm older and my boys racing, whether what you know, whether he chooses to race or ballet dance or whatever, if I'm supporting him, I hope I can be uh, half as committed as Scott. He's uh, he's super nice and uh, puts a lot of effort in. Good, good stuff. All right, let's move on to the HB team. Which, wow, I'm I'm really disappointed uh, with Ranafalk because I was I'm thinking, yeah, he did well at the Euros. He became uh, you know eight scale Euros. He just won four-wheel drive Euros. He's coming in on a high. And then he just had a just a weekend you want to forget. Finishing sixth on the, on the Saturday with Hara coming in uh, on, in 11th. And on the, um, on the Sunday, he, you know, obviously he broke. So he finished last and Hara finished 12th. So HB lost a lot of points in the team championship. It put Ranafalk back into third. Just a weekend they wanted to forget. I understand why they brought Hara on I, you know, instead of Cole. Because, you know, obviously he had to come over for the European thing uh, with his new promotion and new, you know, becoming a HB employee. But, man, I, I really feel bad for Ranafalk, man. He was my pick. I wanted him to win. And he just... Just it, I, I don't know. It just wasn't his weekend. What do you have to say Leon. about about that, Joseph? Leon can go first. Oh, go ahead, Leon. Well, well, yeah. I think upset the balance a little bit. I think Hara showed uh, some good speed, but you know, I think when David gets a bit of bit of rough luck, I think it really frustrates him. He, the guy is just all about winning. Mm-hmm. He wants to win everything, and you can see that in his emotions. He's you know, his dad in the pit lane, they're just out there. They're out there to, to push on Garo for first and nothing but first. Uh, so, which is kind of cool. This is kind of nice to see. And obviously one of the reasons why he's been world champion. Uh, but, yeah, I just think when he uh, when he's having a, a disaster, I think it, it then it, it compounds itself sometimes from the outside. Uh, you know, here's what it is. You know, this, this is racing. You can't expect to win every race. And... Unfortunately, sometimes things don't go your way. You just have to make the best of it. Yeah, but he's he's after that big. He hasn't really won a big eight scale race in some time, so he's. I I definitely feel like the pressure is on him. He's putting it on the himself. Last, last race he won was DNC, wasn't it? I probably mistake. Yeah, big race. So when was that? Two thousand eighteen. Yeah. So it's over a year, almost a year and a half. He's always there. Don't don't ever write Ron a fork off. No, you can't. Like you can't. He's gonna. He's sure he's gonna come to the states, man. He's gonna be out there testing at tracks the days previous, like he's been every time. The guy is an absolute worker, and he is gonna come out swinging. Oh yeah. Uh, here's the here's the thing, though. This is on the drive home. We were talking about this 
with Max. So, yes, he's right there. If he hasn't won in over one and a half years, right? But he he was second, a few tenths from the win at the Euros, right? Right? He he won ten scale Euros. He won the e buggy at DNC. In the, the Nitro DNC, he was for sure going to fight for the win. Yes. But he went off track. He, he has been up there at many races, but just something goes wrong. Like the Euros in Portugal, he started first for the main. He was fastest after the semifinals. Then he crashed on the first lap and went to dead last. So why we were just th- trying to think that he his car is good, everything's performing well, he's motivated, he's fast, he can TQ like the worlds. He he uh, broke in two rounds and uh, still was fighting for the TQ. And then uh, in the main, his clutch started slipping on the first lap. He couldn't triple. Had to come in the pits, burn the clutch. And then uh, burn the oil off the shoes so it wouldn't slip. Then go out dead last, catch up to everyone. Where did he finish? Fourth? Was he fourth? Yes. I mean, yeah. So he has these sort of great driving performances, but the results don't show it. And that must be super frustrating for him. But also, there must be a reason for that. Why is that? Like, he's just that smidgen off winning. A domination. I, I expected him to be doing what Ongaro is doing now, but he's not. So what? Why is that? Well, they can't. They, they can't both do it. Yeah. <laughs> they can't both win. You know, uh, like you said, Euros. Manny was right there, absolutely right there. So yeah, but he had the race. He had the race at the Euros, and he let it slip. Like I feel, he just backed off too much and let it slip through his fingers. You know, yeah, because he, he was leading. Yeah. He was leading for the longest time. DNC, he was on top. Like, dude, I was like on top of the container, like, yeah, go Viking, you know, rape and pillage. We're going to win this, like, you know. And then he just <laughs> goes off the side of the track and hits the, the damn light. Like, it's like just some, you know what my buddy says? My buddy says it's the world's curse. But look at Ongaro. Like, he's not, it's not affecting him. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is the best we could jump up with. Okay, the, so the theory is that what has changed in Ronnie Fox's program, he used to be the guy, he, he could put city blocks on and he would go out there and he would TQ. Uh, so what's changed? The, the only thing that cha- has changed is he doesn't really have people in his corner, or as many people in his corner doing the wrenching, this and that. He does the wrenching, okay? It's by choice. His father was there now. Adrian was working with Hara, his father was working with him, with, with David. But he does a lot of wrenching. He glues his tires, does this, does that. And he doesn't only focus on driving like I think he used to. And so, so this was the theory we came up with. That, like, maybe that makes a difference. Maybe he isn't watching the track as much. Maybe he isn't thinking about his lines or his driving or his racing. Or, or the, and he's, he's sort of thinking about setup and working on his car and that. And then, then we say, well... Mayfield does his own wrenching. So, but then again, maybe Mayfield could be better too if he had someone working. No, Mayfield's, working with him, got, so. Mayfield's got Adam Drake, got Jason Rona, and these guys watching the track for him. You know, and these guys are, like, Drake is, 
Like you can't. Drake is knowledgeable. Well, like Jason Warren is knowledgeable. Yeah, but David, David has Adrian too. It's yes, but Adrian yourself. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know, man. It's it's something. It, it could be the reason. I mean, he's there. He's just like he's just a hair away from like you know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. You know, you can't. If he turns, if he turns up to the next RCG and absolutely annihilates everyone. We'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past yeah. him. I can't not. I cannot no, not he, pick him. He easily could, but he would need to keep on doing that then for the next year. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a shame. I mean, I'm sure he will come around. I'm, I hope he does blow the doors off everybody at 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 the year at at Thunder Alley. I'm sure he's even more motivated now. He's gonna hear well, this. Mate, he, I he, mean, he's being motivated, and he has self. I mean, he's. Uh, one of his idols, I guess, is Slatan Ibrahimovic, yeah. that Swedish football player. And, you know, like he's super cocky and arrogant and, you know, Slatan the lion, the king, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And David is like that, but I guess he doesn't show that too much, like in public. But if you know him, like I've spent some time with him in, in uh, Spain when we were practicing and all that, like he talks massive shit on me always. So talks everybody? Myself, like, yeah. He's the best. We we mess yeah we message sometimes you know if we message each other something he's like of course he's gonna win you know he's got this and like so he's super super confident you yeah know, but I don't think that's a problem he's super motivated I don't think that's a problem it's just like he's so close yeah it's and just yeah I don't know I don't know either I don't looking, know. looking forward to this U.S. race for sure yeah. see okay. see what he does well let's move on because. I'm looking at the results, and this kind of, you know, I didn't even realize, but BRC had a decent weekend. Barufalo and Ravaglia, uh, on the the first day, they finished um, seventh and eighth. They were on the first day, which is okay. They finished in the top ten, and then on the Sunday, they finished. Uh, Marco finished fifth, and Ravaglia finished sixth, which I think is good results for them. I mean, yeah, I mean. Marco was one of the guys who I thought, like, when, his, when the main started on Sunday, it's like, oh, man. You know, Marco's always got pace. Then he took himself out, like, on the, fir on the first lap. But I think it was a good weekend for Beach RC. Yeah, it was. I, I expected more from uh, Barofalo, though. Yes. Because he has the potential to be, to match Ongaro even in Italy, on Italian tracks. And so, so I did expect more from him i i'm not quite sure why he didn't do better on the saturday on the sunday he he chose a softer tire for the main but it turned out it was too soft then so he struggled a bit with that but yeah i, I expected more i i don't know he, he seemed to be driving over his head way aggressive making mistakes taking people out blowing corners like this track more than the other tracks we've been to you you sort of had to drive slow to go fast in a way, and I guess that's just not his style. How about you, Leon? What's your impressions? I'm glad the Beach RC had a, a good weekend, to be honest, because uh, it was nice to meet Brent. Uh, he's obviously put a big commitment into into RCGP. Nice to sort of see him getting some good results while he was there. Uh, I think Buffalo was there was just moments of brilliance, but moments of slight stupidity you know mm -hmm. he didn't he did he was he was behind leroy in one race he came uh down the straightaway over that uh super difficult uh step up on the corner 
and following him over the over the like the iron bridge. Man, they came up the iron bridge and they were both accelerating hard and there must have been like millimeters between each car, front right behind each other, like following the wheel tracks. And uh, and it was just perfect. He landed like directly on the inside of him, took the pass clean, Lee submitted, like they were it was just if you could do more of those overtakes and less of the ones where both cars end up upside down, then he would be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, but yeah, no, and, and like you say, Rivaglia, uh, I thought showed uh, showed great pace as well. You know, somebody who I've never really uh, heard of before uh, came in there and uh, and sh- showed showed some good speed. So yeah, and and I didn't see I didn't see him have many problems with drivers. So you know, didn't embarrass himself and. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a great showing, so yeah. yeah. I was decent, impressed with decent, him too. Decent, yeah. Impressed with him as well. Quiet, good-looking kid. He's got a good. He's got a bright future ahead of him. Um. All right. Well, we we need to touch on the S Works team real quick of Mitchell Wittemeyer and Leo. Uh, on the first day. Sorry, the first day. Actually, I think this might have been Mitchell's best, best RCGP. He finished ninth, on uh, on the Saturday and. He finished seventh on Sunday, and and Leo he finished fourth on Sunday, and his Saturday was tenth. So I think this was a good good weekend for Micha, and besides Leo's tenth on the Saturday, it was a great weekend for him. Like we said, he has uh, you know oodles of talent. He just needs to be more consistent, you know. Yeah, I think that Sheriff helped him definitely <laughs> to you know calm, calm down and get get a good solid finish on Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, very good. Uh, I, it's unfortunate that uh, Micha isn't going to the USA, right? No, it's uh, it's only going to be Carnas and yeah. Cavalieri. That's too bad. I'd like to see what he can do on a on a T on a Thunder Alley US style track. All right. Yeah. L- last Misha actually, I have a short story about Misha. It was okay. interesting because we started the main together, and then I don't know what happened because in the beginning he was slower than me. And I was like, oh, that's good. I, I'll beat Misha, you know, at least one guy. But then, I don't know, he just clicked the gear and just pulled away. And at some point, was lapping me. I'm like, hey, am I racing this guy or is he lapping me? And my mechanic was like, yeah, he's lapping you. So, like, the middle portion of the final, he was really fast. Then the beginning, he was slow, comparatively. Middle part, he was really fast. And then in the end, he was slower again, where I'm like, I'm, Again, I was catching him, and you know we were racing and, and stuff. And I'm like, hey, this guy's a lap ahead. What's going on? So it was just strange how his pace fluctuated so much in the final. Yeah, but a but good yeah, result for good, him, nonetheless. Good final anyway. And last but not least, we talk about the JQ Racing Team. Now, you had a dismal, abysmal performance this weekend, Joseph. You finished 11th on this on on uh, Sunday and. Uh, hold on, where are you? You finished 12th. So, yeah, you was at the back of the pack. Max yeah. had a really bad Saturday. Like, people were... Like, some people were like, what's going on with Max Moore? Joseph's got to talk to him, blah, blah, blah. But on the Sunday... What's happening with someone's microphone? Yeah, it must be Leo. That's you, Leon? Yes. It's a bit windy, man. Sorry. Yeah. So, on the Sunday, Max had a lot more pace. And... At one point, was up to sixth. Then he he finished ninth. I didn't even realize that. I you know I got on him, but he finished ninth, which is re- is not bad. But he could have finished a lot higher. His result does not 
uh, re- does reveal his talent. He says he well, ran- like like many drivers, he was had the pace to be fifth or sixth. There's a whole bunch of them, but then people had problems. He also lost run time and he yeah. ran out of fuel in the main. So yeah, yeah twice actually. So, so listening to your story, Leon, about uh, McBride, I can now see how that happened to probably happen to Max as well. You know, so yeah. Now, uh, I'll tell you one thing. One thing that did stick in my mind from this from this event was, I thought the whole field was a lot closer. I thought the lap times were a lot closer mm-hmm. uh, than previous rounds. Yeah, except for you. Well, except you know, <laughs> to be fair, after you chat shit about Leroy, you were always going to finish at the back of the field anyway. <laughs> uh, he was, you know, I told him if you get near JQ, you go full general on his ass and uh, give him some payback. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, no, you know, I don't don't ever write JQ off. He's always the underdog. But again, in the in, uh, I think it was the second main on the Saturday. Uh, you and Lee were really close, and your pace was really good. Uh, I was. That's the I one where very, I almost blew it in the last corner. Yeah, I was very, uh, <laughs> very, very disappointed to see you doing so well, Joseph. To be honest, yeah. particularly because <laughs> you were in front, because you was in front of us. Had you been behind, yeah, yeah. I'd be happy for you, but. Uh, no, I thought you did. Uh, I thought you did well, and uh, it's it's difficult, you know. Obviously, I see it from from the outside. Oh, I say the outside, but the pit lane, if you like. And you got a lot of people asking you questions. You, you're yeah. busy. You're dealing with other stuff. You oh, know, your I, mind your mind is not solely on your single performance. Uh, so maybe this is having a result. Maybe you can maybe sort of take a step back from that in America and try and get your get your ass in gear and uh, get back up there. I had to walk him off the ledge on Saturday. He messaged me, yeah. I cannot race. It's, and I know uh, you, cannot, you cannot manage all this stuff, look after people, and focus on your own racing. No, so I had to call him difficult. and had to call him and, cu- and coddle him and be like, okay, it's going to be okay, Joseph. Don't worry. Focus. We, were, <laughs> we, we went out for dinner on Sunday, and uh, JQ was sat at the opposite end of the table to me, and... I actually uh, invited him down my end of the table, made room for him, put, uh, put my arm around him and uh, consoled him. Uh, <laughs> while, while Max was sat there down in pints of Guinness. Uh, yes, I saw that. that guy. But, you know, for such a little, uh, such a little uh, I want to say like a little spazzy kid, because he's like my spazzy little friend. Yeah. But he can drink. He can really drink. He's I, Finnish. I, I, yeah. <laughs> that guy can sink some beer. He did he, I mean, five or six pints of Guinness, one after another. Uh, within like three minutes. Yeah, Surely three like, minutes. Man, I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm like six foot two, 17 and a half stone, maybe 18, don't tell no one. Uh, and uh, I can't drink. I'm so bad at drinking. If I have if I have a dinner and I have four pints, I am, I'm done. I'm absolutely like finished. Need to yeah. go to bed. Uh, and Max was sending him away, and I'm thinking in a minute this guy's going to be off in an ambulance. Like it's going <laughs> to hit him like a ton of bricks. But I tell no, you, he, uh, he, he, he took it. Yeah, we saw the video, Evans. I tell you what, yeah. I will be honest with you, Joseph. I expect you to do. I expect you and Max to do better at Thunder Alley. Why? You've had countless, countless laps at Thunder Alley. It's like your home track when you go to California. Max seems to excel at at these supercross style American tracks. Um, you know, obviously did well at DNC. I know 
I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be interesting. I definitely think it's gonna yeah. be interesting, and I, I'm expecting better results from both of you at this race. The car's really, the car's really good on those kind of tracks, and the J Concepts tires are are really good too. Yeah. So. And that's another thing. That. Uh, he isn't. Wasn't Max the only one in the whole group on J Concepts tires? I mean, you had some too. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. But you know, it's really hard to bounce ideas off yourself, like just you and you know. He didn't really have that support there with the tires. And and I think the issue with Max is that most of the Americans know who Max is. So they expect more out of him. They don't really know who they don't really know who Ravagli is and Valente and Micha Wittemeyer and Hoffer. They know Max, you know, so they expect a lot more of him. But I do, too. But I think this next race should be good for you guys. All right. Well, we've, we've been at this for an hour and 15 minutes. You got anything to say before we sign off, Leon? No, I'd just like to uh, I want to just say thanks to you guys for having me on. Uh, thanks to Lee for his support and uh, taking me with him on this uh, this journey, if you like. Uh, thank you to Kyle and Scott, uh, part of the Infinity team, and Alessandro and the other guys for, for looking after me and making me feel so welcome. And uh, last but not least, thanks to all the RCGP crew for, for taking the plunge, putting their own money into this. And doing a good job. I genuinely think that they're, they're learning every race and every race is getting better. Every race is getting more support. You know, now the RC2 class has gone wild in America. Uh, I think it's positive times for the RCGP. And, uh, you know, let's let's hope people look from the outside, you know, other manufacturers and they, they get involved and let's let's make something of it. I think it can be uh, it could be really good, but, you know, just takes a bit of a bit of a plunge. How about you, Joseph? Any closing comments before we sign off? Yeah, I'm really happy to see that uh, RC2 class build up so quick in America. Uh, I'm excited to see what they think of the format because it's more heads-up racing. It's uh, controlled practice. Everyone gets the same amount. You get to run many times per day. You get a lot of value for, for your money, basically, just running one car. Mm -hmm. Control tire, you run all on the same tire also. So, yeah, yeah. everyone gets long mains. So I'm, I'm really this that US round is the one that I'm most uh, curious about for for this reason, just to see what the American average guy thinks of the race. Watching the top guys race and also racing themselves and getting to actually race the other cars instead of just practicing or. or qualifying if my style yeah uh one thing i want to add before we sign off we didn't touch on it uh i want to say congratulations to hampersburg for winning the uh rc2 european championship side of the uh R of rcgp he did really well yeah. he didn't have he didn't win the the race there uh but he came third and that was able that allowed him to win the championship that they have for the two races so, good stuff. Yeah, he gets a wildcard spot now for next year. So, yeah. he gets to race in the RCGP class yeah. one time. Him and Pele. But, yeah. That's, uh, that's something worth competing for, isn't it? You know, that's going to be pretty special. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. So, congratulations to Hampus. Uh, congratulations. I think it was a great event. Uh, congratulations to Diego for uh, a beautiful track. It looked really nice. Um, talking to Brent this morning, he had a lot of fun. Talking to you, Leon, sounds like you had fun. Joseph, you know, you, I, I think this was the best event by far. Obviously, he didn't have the numbers of RC2, but 
talking to like Mario who went to the Philippines and also came to this race. He said it was great. Uh, you know, uh, Italian hospitality. I think it was awesome. And it, it had the drama, that excitement that we wanted. So, yeah, I'm all happy about that. And uh, I'm looking forward to the USA, Ron. And I want to thank you, Leon, for coming on. Uh, I appreciate no problem, it. No problem. We, need to get you, we need to get you on some more. I love your, your perspective of things. Thank you, Joseph, uh, for your time. Good luck at your race this weekend, Leon. Good luck at your race, Joseph. And I want to say thank you to all the people that are supporting the RCGP. I've, I've watched the growth over the last couple weeks or last three weeks on Facebook, on Instagram, and with the, the interest that it's, it's generating now, it's, it's great to see. It took a little bit of time to happen, but uh, congratulations on, to the RCGP class uh, staff, as well as uh, Matt and De uh, Nick and the control staff who are doing this. So, Before I sign off, I just want to say thank you to the sponsor of the RCGP uh, race. It's HB Racing, Performer Racing, S-Works, JQ Racing, Savok Servos, Hot Race Tires, Reds Engines, Infinity, Mile Graphics, Extreme TV, Beach RC, and Comsport MX, Scuderia, Scampi, Rosso. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, get ready. We will be doing this again shortly. I guess we'll have a couple of podcasts before the October race. What do you think, Joseph? Yeah, I think so. We'll okay. have to do some previews. Cool. All right, Leon. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Joseph. No problem, no problem. Looking forward to America, guys. I'll see you guys out there, yeah? Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye, Joseph. Okay, bye. See you later.